0: Hey, come on. I want you to give God a praise today. I want you to comment because we are having church today. Now, this last Sunday, a week ago from today, we had a drive through And man, I got to tell you, it was so much fun to see your faces. So thank you so much for coming through. And I felt a little bit like church. Now, if you're brand new with us today, do me a big favor. I want you to text me at 702 727 82 80, or you can simply put new in the comments today. Man, we would love to reach out with you. Avenue Church, if you've been viewing every week, I want you to like this thing. I want you to share. I want you to comment, get involved, all right? If you're at home, you say, no distractions. It's me and Jesus today. And I want you to get re- get into this brand new collection of talks that we have entitled Together. I'm excited for Together. And so we're going to jump in this series just for a couple weeks as we go through Romans Chapter 12 as a church. So make sure you get your Bibles out, make sure you're taking notes. But man, I love this word together because it has a couple of different meanings. So I'm jumping right in today. I'm not playing around. We're gonna get into God's word. And here's the definition of together: it says, with or in proximity to another person or people. How many miss this right here? Put it in the comments. I miss being in close proximity. Or you're like, I'm good, all right? Stay away from me. All right, number two, into companionship or close association. And then number three, self-confident, level-headed, or well organized. How many got it together with school starting tomorrow in your homes or fully online? Maybe you have private school and you're pastor, I'm good to go. But this is three def- different definitions for together. But I want us to hit the third definition of together. It says self-confident, level-headed, or well organized. You know, During a worldwide crisis, we are totally appearing to be put together. Oh, pastor, I'm so well organized. I'm level-headed. Who can honestly say in the comments today, you are anything but put together, all right? Like your whole world is on fire. You know what we call you? We call you a hot mess. Come on, too blessed to be a hot mess. But I found a great photo of being put together in 2020. How like this, right? Like, This is fine. Everything's burning down. It's insane. It's unthinkable. I still can't believe March became August. Like what is happening here? It's insane. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's gonna happen. But you know, I really found a rare clip of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 speaking to us in the year 2020. Check out this clip real quick. You're talking about? Hmm? You are girl. My God! Pull, pull yourself together! I love this, right? Here she is, and she's going. What are you talking about, right? You're you're saved. You're redeemed. You're a child of God, right? Pull yourself together. So, if you're with me today, I want you to type in the comments together, together, because the collection of our talk today is entitled "Pull Yourself." together. Pull yourself together. But here's what I want you to know. I want you to know that it's not what you think today, all right? If you're very new for the very first time, don't read this and go, man, what kind of church is this? Like, are these people angry? Is this pastor crazy, right? Is he the youth pastor today in his uh, vacation shirt? No, I'm the lead pastor today. But I really want to put this in your heart today. We got to pull yourself together. Now I'm not going to hop on a table and I'm not going to whack you with a Bible and say, pull yourself together. I'm not going to do that. But the apostle Paul is. All right. <laughs> right. But if you don't read the meaning and the context of what Paul's saying in Romans chapter 12, you're going to think he's just being difficult. You're going to feel like it's a life giving slap in the face. But I want us to go on a journey these next couple of weeks through Romans Chapter 12. See, in Romans chapter 12, Paul wants to challenge us. Paul wants to help us to pull our lives back together. It's not going to be easy, but you can do it. You are saved, you are redeemed, and you are a child. Of God. And so Romans chapter 12 says this. I encourage you get your Bibles out, get your YouVersion app out, screenshot it, put it on Instagram, tag Avenue LV Church, tag me, take a picture, do a boomerang right now. All right, but let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in view of God's compassion, in view of God's grace, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. This is your true and proper worship. That I've always read this portion of scripture and it's always uh, been a tension for me of holiness and pleasing God. Like God, I don't I don't know if I can be a living sacrifice. God, I don't know if I could just give up everything. God, I don't know if I can be holy. God, I don't know if I'm really am pleasing to you how can i live any kind of standard and so today i want to talk about holiness it's a word that sometimes we don't hear enough of but how can i be holy and i promise you it's not what you think see paul says offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god so what does paul mean what does he mean when he says i want you to be a living sacrifice what is he talking about see this verse always told me that i had to give up everything i had to give up all good things it's like one time i asked someone who was in a very uh, high intensity diet workout program and i asked a person like what foods do you avoid like what can't you eat i was ready to hear like no sugar and no candy and this person said if it tastes good that you can't eat it, all right? (laughs) I was like, put back by that, really? And some of us think, in order to be holy, you can't have any fun. In order to be holy, you cannot live life. But listen to me, church, this means so much more than just giving everything up. The word living, when Paul says a living sacrifice, this reminds us that God has made us, we are people who are now alive in Christ. See, the gospel takes dead people, people who are dead in sin or dead because we have no purpose or no vision for our life, and it takes us from death into life. It makes us alive. So let me ask you a question today. Are you living? Are you living? Because when you become alive, there are things that no longer matter. The things that we thought that would bring us freedom or things that, that would deem us as free. Really, it pulled us down instead of pulling us together. Come on, I got a good word today. I want you to comment in the comments today. But here's what holiness means. Holiness means sanctification. And sanctification is a big churchy word, but I'm going to give you the definition. Sanctification is the process of conforming every aspect of our person to the reality of the love of God in Jesus, including and especially, I love how it says, and especially the members of our body. Now remember what Paul said in Romans chapter 12. He said, offer your bodies. This is part of sanctification. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Listen to me, church. Holiness equals worship. Holiness equals worship worship and here's how we worship in romans chapter 12 the same verse i just read but in the message translation so here's what i want you to do god helping you take your everyday ordinary life your sleepy eating going to work walking around life and place it before god as an offering place it before god as an offering embracing what god does for you is the best thing you can do for him how do i be holy It's in our worship, and we worship when we decide to use our everyday life, every thought, every action, every minute of our day, and we give it to God. We say, God, I give you my life as a living sacrifice. I want to be holy, and I want to live for you. I saw a great quote this week by Jago Wynn, not Steve Wynn, all right? They're not related to my boy Steve, you know, but it says this, our act, I love this quote, our act of worship is no longer to bring a sacrifice, but to be one ourselves. Come on, Jacob. We remain living. We still have a life. It is all of us that is being offered. Worship is about what I say with my tongue. I'm reading somebody's mail here today, all right? How do I worship? We're going to be careful with what we say. It's about what I Watch. How do I worship? It's what I allow in my home. It's what I allow my eyes to see. It's what I think. I'm being holy and I'm worshiping God by my thoughts and where I go with my feet. Listen, church. What others call living sacrifice, I call it worship. I'm about to get my preach on today. What others call sacrifice, I call worship worship i need somebody to help me out in the comments today because i'm preaching on facebook i'm preaching on youtube i'm preaching at avenuechurch.cc but what others call sacrifice we call it worship what others call abstinence waiting until marriage to have sex we call it worship what others call tithing giving 10 percent to god we call it Worship, because giving to God reminds me that I don't worship money. Money doesn't have me, but that God is my provider. What other people call holiness, we call it worship. It's because of relationship. I want my life to please God. Maybe you got to put this in the comments today, but the more time you spend with Jesus, the more you become like Jesus, the more time you spend with Christ, then you become like Christ. See, if you view holiness as a task, I promise you, you're going to fail. That holiness isn't a task or a project. Okay, I, I'm going to be holy for the next 21 days. You know, I, I, I'm going to be holy until uh, I, I, you know things get better in my life. Listen to me, holiness is a relationship with Jesus. That transforms us on the inside and out. So you might be asking today if you're watching online, Pastor, how do, we, how do I pull myself together? It's by getting closer and closer to Jesus. It's not a new diet. It's not a new fad. It's not a new age thing, the positive vibes. It's not quick, but it's steady and a continual relationship with Jesus Christ. Bob Goff, he's an excellent author, and he put one of his books, he wrote this quote. He said, if you're following God and you haven't lost much of what you've been holding on to, follow a little closer. Because the more you follow Jesus, the less things you need. I want you to know that when you pull yourself into relationship with Jesus, that holiness becomes the result of that relationship that Paul encourages us. He encourages us to look at our entire Christian life as an act of worship. Listen to me. It's not just what we do on Sundays. It's not just being a part of Avenue Church Online. It's not just being in a church building that ascribes worth to God, but it's what God and the world sees in us every day, in every moment of our week. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, it says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. I'm about to show you something in just a minute. But man, if we make every effort, if we work to live in peace with everyone and to be holy without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Listen to me, church. We have got to stop overthinking holiness. I love what Stephen Furtick said just this last week. Sometimes we want complicated so we don't have to do anything. Sometimes we want complicated so we don't have to do anything. Holiness really shouldn't be complicated. That everything around us, man, it's complicated, but holiness shouldn't be. And I believe we know exactly what it is that we need to remove from our lives, that what we need to stop focusing on, or the things that are slowly isolating us and even desensitizing us, but that our lives should be holy unto God, i preach in old school today. But you know, uh, growing up, I always thought holiness and sanctification was just a personal journey. But I want you to see some verses with me today. And I want you to see if you can find this out. But in Hebrews, it begins to say this, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and to good work, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some during this time, but encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see the day drawing near. So I hope you see a pattern here. This is what First Thessalonians says. It says this, For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ, who died for us. Come on, somebody, right? So that whether we are awake, Or asleep. Maybe we're dead in sin, but that we might live with Him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. Ephesians chapter 4, it says this I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. There's holiness again, which you have been called with all humility. And gentleness with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Listen to me, listen to me. Up. I've never seen this before, but as I begin to study this portion of Scripture, I begin to realize this that holiness is related to community. See, in community, there's accountability, there's encouragement, there's unity that we're building each other up as we grow closer to Jesus. And this is something that happens in community. If you've ever taken notes today, I want you to write this down. Holiness happens internally, but it's strengthened in community. Woo! Come on! Right? Hol- holiness happens on the inside of us, but it's strengthened in community. I want you to pull yourself together because together... We are stronger. I'm trying to be holy, but I need my community. Being together, it's so crucial. It's so needed during this season. Last week, we learned that it's okay to be on a journey, that I'm gradually getting there, but I'm not gonna get there by myself. I need community. I need my church family. Now, here's what's so crucial about holiness and community. Galatians chapter 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, which is joy. It's peace. It's patience. How many didn't know this was the fruit of the Spirit? Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such thing there is no law. Those who belong to Christ, Jesus have crucified the flesh. This is holiness right here. This is sanctification right here with its passions and its desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, and envying one another. There is no question, and I love this, there is no question that the fruit of the Spirit includes the many things that build community, that foster unity. You know, I need help loving people. I need peace in my life, Pastor Jeremy, so that I don't give in to temptation. I need self-control so I can resist what feels irresistible. I need community to surround me, to build me up, to help me to pursue Jesus because holiness happens internally, but it's strengthened in community. But just the verse before, this is what the Apostle Paul says to the church in Galatia. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. So this is contrary to sanctification. He says, the work of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. Come on, Paul. Rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness. I'm not going to say this word because we got a young audience. And things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, check this out. All these things that Paul said, all those things are what is used to destroy community. And I believe if we can destroy community, I can destroy an individual. You know, I've been playing uh, some mean games of Nerf with my son, Levi. He's eight years old. He's going to be nine this fall. And what we do is we wait till it's dark out. And uh, Lindsey will join us, Pastor Lindsey. And uh, we'll play Nerf battles all over the house. I mean, it's in the dark. And those Nerf guns hurt. I don't know if I'm getting older or what's going on here. But uh, I find myself... Strategizing. <laughs> I find myself strategizing ways to defeat my eight year old, all right? Like if I wait until he runs out of bullets, right? If he shoots two, I know he's out, he's got to reload, I'm coming after him. Or if I could get him in a corner, I could, right? I could show him who's boss of this house, right? But I got to snap out of it. But I believe in order to destroy you, the enemy wants to destroy your community so you're no longer strengthened in order to destroy you. Have you heard the Bible? Bad company corrupts good character. Man, you've got to be so careful about who you surround yourself with. You got to be careful with what you expose yourself to. If they call serving Jesus a sacrifice, you may need to pull away from that relationship for a season. See, there's an old saying. We've said it many times before, and I love this quote. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Now more than ever. We have to be careful who we allow to have a voice in our life. Have you ever heard the saying, right? Desperate times calls for desperate desperate measures. But desperate times gives into desperate measures. You have to surround yourself with people who will edify you, people who will build you up, people who will push you towards the things of God. And so I want you to pull yourself into community. And here's how we're going to do this. I encourage you. Get into a Zoom small group. Some of our groups are now meeting in person, but get into a Zoom small groups. Join a watch party on Sundays. There's people in our church that they're opening their homes. They're practicing social distancing, but they're watching church online together. Be a part of our serve days. Just last week, a drive through was one of our serve days. Our small gatherings coming to Avenue Church this fall. But may I want to encourage you, maybe there's someone watching, or maybe you need, or maybe there's someone in your life that they need you to send them this sermon via text. They need to hear from the Lord, or maybe they simply need a phone call, or maybe you need to pick up the phone and call somebody. Because you know what? You know, many of us already know this by now, but you have to quarantine if you've been exposed to COVID-19 for 14 days. You quarantine, so you don't get someone else sick. I really believe this is my spirit. Some of you have been quarantined spiritually over five months. And I'm here to tell you, it's time to get out of isolation. And it's time to get into community. Shut off the news. Turn off social media, the arguments, the division, the party lines. We all know that ain't holy. And I need you to work out your salvation, but do it with others. Don't waste 2020. Let this be the year that you pulled yourself into holiness. Let this be the year you pulled yourself into community, into a raw and real relationship with Jesus Christ. Here's my last point. Together, we are brand new. I am holy. I'm on a pursuit of holiness. I got my community, but I'm going to allow God to renew my mind so that we can recognize and put into practice God's will for my life. Change your mind and allow God to change your heart. Live holy, be set apart, pull yourself together and get into community because church, it's it's time to renew our mind and to live each day pleasing God because what others call sacrifice, we call it worship. May Avenue, can I just say, that because of Jesus, we can worship freely. That we don't have to sacrifice because Jesus paid the ultimate price. That I am so glad that Jesus, he didn't look at the death on the cross. And he said, nah, that's too big of a sacrifice. He looked at a death on the cross as worship because he loves you and he loves me. And so I want to pray with you today. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I, I'm ready to pursue a life of holiness. I'm ready to be a living sacrifice. I'm ready for my everyday, ordinary, walking around life to let it be an example to Jesus, that you are holy and you are pleasing to God. But maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm searching. Maybe this is your first time on our stream today. Maybe it's your first time viewing Avenue Church and you're saying, I don't have hope. I don't have purpose. I'm far from holy. But I need to be new today because together we are brand new. Because of what Jesus did, you are brand new today. So if you want to pray a prayer with me, I would love the honor of helping you take a step towards Jesus. Get involved in our community through our groups. Get involved even right now in the comments, right now in the after party. And I want you to call Avenue Church your home. But what I want to do right now is I want you to help you take a step towards the things of God. Take a step towards a relationship with Jesus that is raw, that is real, that is life-giving, and that's going to redeem you. So let's pray this prayer today. Say, Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I receive your forgiveness. Say, forgive me my sins and be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. Say, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody. I want you to give God a clap today. I want you to shout. I want you to comment today. Shout in your living room. Shout in your car, wherever you're at. Because I believe someone took a very important step. And if you prayed that prayer, text me at 702 727 And maybe we would love to help you find your next steps in a brand new relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me know if you rededicated your life and we just want to celebrate with you. So church, I love you. And why don't you come and join me for the after party? Let's go.